Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. And I don't want you to answer, but I want you to think about it. This last week, Have you believed a lie that came to your mind from Satan? Have you believed a lie that came to your mind this week from Satan? Well, Pastor Mark, how can I know what is true? How can I know when Satan is lying to me? Well, God is truth. Titus tells us that. And God cannot lie. He cannot lie. All around us, the air swirls with temptations and enticements. Many times, we will have thoughts that are contrary to what we know God's Word says. Other times, the messages are more subtle. Is that really what God said? Or are you sure God says that's wrong? Pastor Mark will be teaching from John 8, where Jesus spoke to the Jews about truth and what it really means to be a follower of Christ. We will find out the huge differences between Jesus and Satan. We'll find out more about what God expects from us and how we can live the life he wants us to. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in John chapter 8 with his continuing series entitled, Free to Live as God Intended. You remember in John 8, 34, we read it. You're a slave to sin. Sin is bondage. Well, how do I get rid of that bondage? How do I get into this freedom? Well, basically this. You have to admit, that's what Jesus was after here. Would you admit that you're a sinner? The Jewish people, by and large, would never admit that. Some of you will not. No way I'm a sinner. You'll see that later in a new study that just came out. But if I will admit, confess my sins, that I am a sinner. By the way, you and I are all born sinners. There's no way to get around that. We're born with the DNA of Adam, and we sin by practice. Now, if I'll admit that and put my faith in Jesus Christ, here's the next thing that happens to you. This is huge. At salvation, a Christ follower is freed from the bondage of sin, but also the penalty of sin. Now, what is the penalty, long-term penalty of sin? The Bible says the wages of sin is death. What does death mean? In spiritual terms, it means separation. So that means if I don't confess and accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and then move on to discipleship, I am going to be separated from God forever. That's called hell. But if I do, then I'm going to be with God forever. That's where freedom is. So that's what Jesus is trying to talk about. That's where he's going. He's saying this to the Jewish people who supposedly believed him. 
But he knew many of them were just saying it. Watch what they say back to Jesus. And they answered him, we're Abraham's descendants. Remember, Abraham in the Old Testament was the father of the Jewish nation. We are Abraham's descendants, and we've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say we need to be set free? We're not in bondage. Anybody remember the book of Exodus? The book of Exodus in the Old Testament. What was the book of Exodus about? One word. Freedom. Because <laughs> what the Jews were in bondage to Pharaoh and the Egyptians, how many years? 400. Let's think about the Jewish history after that. They were in bondage to Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Greece. And at the moment they're speaking, who is ruling the nation of Israel? The Roman. Are they in bondage to the Romans? Yes. We have never been in bondage. (laughs) Do you know, without laughing, some of you are saying that to me right now. Pastor Mark, I'm a sinner, but I don't believe you at all. I've never been in bondage to Satan. Careful. The Jewish people were deceived, and you're deceived. Because the truth comes from Jesus A practice of sin equals bondage. And that's what the Jewish people were doing. Now, when you see that, those leaders, what were they arguing about? Well, my ancestry is Father Abraham. I'm a child of Abraham. I'm a Jew. We're fine. You'll see Jewish people today say, we're fine. We don't need Jesus. We're God's people. And so we're automatically going to heaven. Many Jews believe that. We're God's people because Jesus was a Jew. And they absolutely, and the second thing they say, our religion frees us. We don't need any of your freedom. They didn't know the truth. And so they couldn't be free. They did not believe in Jesus as the Messiah. And they were in bondage of sin and spiritual blindness and Satan. Now, Jesus is going to answer them. He's not even going to listen to them saying, I'm not in bondage. And he's going to show them how to get free. And this is for every single one of us. This is the only way you get free. Look at verse 36. So if the son, speaking about Jesus, the son of God, if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Here's what you want to write. Truth. Only Jesus can forgive sins and free us. Now, what does the world say about that? Here's what the world says about this truth. Only Jesus. Here's what they say about it. It's too narrow. No, it's not. It's truth. By the way, truth never changes. Four plus four is still eight. I don't care what kind of modern math you have. It's still eight. Truth never changes. But truth changes us. And that's what Jesus is trying to do. He said, if the son sets you free, you're free. No more bondage. Well, Peter, the disciples, they're watching Jesus talk. And later, when Peter and John are in front of the Jewish religious leaders after Jesus has gone to heaven, you know this verse. Peter says this. Acts 4.12, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given by when men must be saved. Same exact truth. 
He learned it from Jesus. By the way, they also heard Jesus make this statement. And most of you can finish it with me. John 14, 6. Jesus answered and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father. Nobody gets to heaven except through who? Mm, Jesus. That is truth. That's what we believe. That's the basis of our Christianity. It's that right there. Now, 2,000 years ago, Jesus is speaking to the Jewish leaders. They don't believe that. They still don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. Although many Jews now are coming to Christ, they're getting their eyes open. It's a wonderful thing. But I just came across a study just a couple weeks ago. It's fresh. It's brand new. Two-thirds of Americans admit they are sinners, but only a minority, 28% of them, depend on Jesus to overcome their sin problem. See, what you see there, this article points out the very same thing I just talked about, that more people rely on themselves, their good works, their religion, their church attendance, good moral person to get rid of their sin and get them to heaven. But none of these, they're good things. None of them can free a person. Only forgiven people go to heaven. And there's only one person that can forgive people of their sins. And his name is, say it with me, Jesus. Only, only one. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Now, why don't people believe that only Jesus can forgive our sins? Why, why do they do that? Because they are listening to the lies of Satan and not the truth from God. Now watch what Jesus does. Remember what they were promoting? We're father, we're sons and daughters of Abraham. We got it together. God's people. Watch, scoot down if you will, to verse 44. Watch what Jesus says to them. Pretty bold statement. Jesus says to them, you belong to your father. That's correct, but you got the wrong father. You belong to your father, the devil. You want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Now, let me just look at me real close. That verse is either 100% correct or we throw away the Bible. If that verse is a lie, then we just throw away the Bible. And let's just go out for lunch and I have no hope for you. Because if that is not true, then nothing's true in the Bible. But I know every word of God is true. So Jesus says something very bold. It's very hard. And here's what you want to write down. You have to understand this principle because this is where deception comes. Satan is a liar and he cannot speak the truth. You see, the origin of deception is traced right back to Satan. Adam and Eve. Eve, you can become your own God. Wow, it's going to bring you freedom. Brought exactly the opposite. To be deceived means being led away from the truth without knowing I'm being deceived. You see, if a person knew they were being deceived, 
they would never be deceived. But they don't know because Satan is the great deceiver. So these Jewish leaders that Jesus was talking to, they were deceived by Satan. And when we're deceived by Satan, we cannot know the truth. And obviously then they, us, would remain in bondage. See, Satan wants to make us believe things that are not true. That's his whole goal. He's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, there's a question I want to give you, and I don't want you to answer, but I want you to think about it. This last week, have you believed a lie that came to your mind from Satan? Have you believed a lie that came to your mind this week from Satan? Well, Pastor Mark, how can I know what is true? How can I know when Satan is lying to me? Well, God is truth. Titus tells us that. And God cannot lie. He cannot lie. There is, as I already told you, absolute truth. God is the God of truth. Jesus said he was truth. The Holy Spirit who wrote the Bible is the spirit of truth. So the Bible's all true. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, why would you? I'm a Christian. I'm a Christ follower. I'm growing. I'm maturing. Why would you say, did I think a thought that came into my mind that was from Satan? Well, I'll explain that to you in a moment. Uh, I thought I was free from the bondage and the penalty of sin. You are. 100%. 100%. But there's two things that a Christ follower is not free from. I know you don't want to hear it, but you need to hear it because this is true life. So let me ask you to write the first one down this morning. Here it is. I am free when I become a Christian and I'm growing in my walk with God and I have fruit and I'm obviously not a perfect person, but I'm obviously growing. Then I'm free of the penalty of sin and the bondage of sin. But number one, write it down. I am not free to do my own thing. Many people believe that. And I showed you before. People look at relationship with God as a ticket to heaven. Pastor Meyer came down and knelt at that altar and praised God. When's the last time you opened the Bible? Well, it's been a few months. How are you doing your walk with God? Uh, pretty much like I was doing before. Oh, really? Then you call yourself a believer? Well, of course. No. Let me show you how that worked. I'm not free to do my own thing, to do what I want. When Jesus came across people, he talked about repentance and forgiveness. And then he always used these words to people. Follow me. Become like me. Remember one day, Jesus, and we'll be there this next week, on the southern steps in Jerusalem. And they dragged a woman to him who was caught in the very act of adultery. They never brought the guy, so it was a setup. And they're getting ready to stone the woman. You remember. And as they do that, Jesus says this. Uh, you guys that don't have any sin, whoever that is there, you can throw the first stone. And they kind of looked at each other and they all dropped the stone. That was a wise thing to do because they were sinners. And then Jesus looked over at the lady who figured she'd be dead in a moment horrible death. 
stoned to death. And Jesus said to the lady, hey, where are your accusers? And she opens her eyes probably for the first time. And there's, there's nobody there. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Now go, enjoy your life. Is that what Jesus said to her? No. He said this. I don't condemn you either. Now go and leave your lifestyle of sin. Do you got it? She, he says, you can't go back to prostitution. You can't keep having affairs. You can't be living with people that you're not married to. You can't be lying and cheating. No, you can't do your own thing. If you're going to call yourself free, then I have to follow Jesus Christ. Oh, Pastor Mark, I don't agree with that. You're wrong. That's the truth. He said to her, stop your lifestyle of sinning. And away she went, freed. You see, Jesus freed us to follow him. You remember how he really said it? If you're going to be a disciple, deny yourself. Take up your cross, which is his will always trumps my will and follow me. By the way, that's the greatest lifestyle in the whole world. Who else would you want to follow? Because he knows the way. He knows us. So number one, I'm not free after I become a Christian to do my own thing. I'm free to do God's thing, which is a wonderful privilege for us. Number two, I am not free from temptation and spiritual warfare. See, temptation is not a sin. So when I become a Christian, I'd like to not be have any temptation, wouldn't you? Well, I'm perfect now, Pastor Mark. No temptation. Uh, sorry. Temptation isn't a sin. Giving in to temptation is a sin. Jesus, right after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, was tempted. But he defeated Satan. See, that's a lifestyle that we all have. That temptation will never go away. Ever go away. Now, look at what this looks. That temptation is part of spiritual warfare. Now, watch this verse. Paul writes it in Corinthians. Now, as I read it, watch how personal this is. We, we, we. If you're a Christian this morning, you and I are in spiritual warfare. It's always there. All kinds of things come. Watch what it says. We are human, Paul says. And we don't wage war as humans do. It's not a kind of thing. We have more guns. We have more atomic bombs. No, it has nothing to do with that. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning, destroy false arguments. Look at me. What's he talking about? He's talking about a spiritual battle, and it's all about our minds, human reasoning, where we're thinking. Paul reminds us as we live in this world, we'll never win the daily battle with human kind of reasoning. I'm smart enough, best of mark, to outdo Satan. No, you're not. He knows exactly how to come after us. He knows what to do. So when you begin thinking about that, you say, well, Pastor Mark, what are these weapons? Well, Ephesians 6 gives us the whole armor. Let me just give you three today. The word, prayer, and the power of God. Those are my weapons. The word, prayer, and the power of God. Of course, the helmet of salvation has to be on there to start with. Because that covers my mind. Notice, yesterday, it was early in the morning, and I was walking. 
by myself, just praying for the weekend and whatever. And I was walking on the sidewalk, and there was no trees on this side, and trees were quite far away over here. And I'm just walking, and all of a sudden I go, what is that? There was a spider web all over from here down to here. And I'm walking, what was that? I'm like, where's that big sucker at? Where's, where's is he on me? I never found anything. Nothing. How in the world does a web get out here? There's no trees nearby. Let me show you. I won't ask you to raise your hand. How many of you this week, a thought came into your mind? And you went, whoo! Where did that thought come from? Now, don't look at me funny. How many of, in your heart, in your mind, in your life, every once in a while, a thought comes into you and you go, that isn't right. Well, how can I be thinking of that? Can I see your hand? And how does it come? Woo! And it shocks you. Look, I'm the pastor. How can I think that? That's the way Satan works. It's in the mind. It's in the mind. And our world system, Satan likes to put things in our mind. And we begin playing with those thoughts. And pretty soon we're going down the wrong path. And it just happens. That's exactly what Satan did to Jesus. He said to Jesus, Jesus, you don't have to go to the cross. Just bow down to me and the world is yours. And immediately Jesus said, "Mm -mm, I'm going back to the word. I don't bow to anybody but my father. You see, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're looking at right here. These strongholds. I'm going to show you the definition of a stronghold. Here it is. A stronghold is thinking. It's kind of a fortress. It was a war picture in those days. That is contrary to God's word and God's will. So it's a thought that comes into my life. And it doesn't match anything from the word of God. Now, I can't live a godly life. If I'm thinking ungodly thoughts, you understand that when you see that being coming into our mind, it just means that we're bombarded with these kind of things that come into our heart. When I see that happening, how can I stop Satan from bringing these negative, critical thoughts, thoughts that aren't from God? How can I do that? Well, verse five is the key. Look at it. We destroy every proud obstacle, every prideful thought that keeps people from knowing God. And we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Here's what you have to write this morning. The battle, it's our thoughts based on God's word versus Satan's lies. From the beginning of the Bible, there's been this conflict between Satan and God. In the fall, Adam and Eve switched sides and came under the dominion of Satan. Pastor Mark reminded us that Jesus came to make it possible for us to switch sides back to God's side. We learned one of the keys for success is to remember that God always tells the truth while Satan always lies. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. 
you'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, we'll wrap up part two of Free to Live Life as God Intended. Pastor Mark will be teaching what the Bible says about our new life in Christ. He will remind us of the power we have to overcome sin, the power given to us by God. We'll find out how to become victorious over the temptations of the devil, as well as beating our own sinful desires. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Free to Live as God Intended. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.